0: Beautiful, absolutely beautiful, and a great voice, too. <laughs> Good morning. It is wonderful to be here yet again, and I'm, I feel really uh, picked special because this is the Sunday that we celebrate love, that we call forth love on our journey of Advent, our journey of walking into the light, into the birth of the Christ within, as a reminder of who we are, as expressions of the divine. So I'd like to start this morning with a poem, and I'm just going to invite you to allow these words to touch you in whatever way they do, realizing that we're going to get past this. Not celebrate. Your burden is too great to bear. Your loneliness is intensified during the Christmas season. Your tears have no end. Not celebrate. You should lead the celebration. You should run through the streets to ring the bells and to sing the loudest. You should fling the tinsels on the tree and open your house to your neighbors And call them to dance. For it is you above all others who know the joy of Advent. It is unto you that a Savior is born this day. One who comes to lift your burden from your shoulders. To lift your burden from your shoulders. One who comes to wipe away the tears from your eyes. You are not alone, for he is born in you this day. And so we remember at Christmas, we are celebrating that birth of the Christ presence. We remember that this is not about the tinsels and the bells and the, all the stuff, the advertisement that's put out there. You know, our advertising firms are selling the idea of love, they're selling the idea of a lifestyle, and they're selling candy and sugar canes and (laughs) everything else sweet, right? So Christmas comes, and it's a time that there are lights, there is special music, usually warms our heart, there are movies that always turn out really well, No problems in the end. Everybody has what they want. Everybody's happy. Everybody's singing. Now, in life, it's not always that way. And yet, in life, it is always that way. For God is love. God isn't about loving, God isn't about putting that in our hearts. God is love. That's it. You said it so well, Janet. It was just what it is. God is love. God is love. And we are one with God, thus we are love. We are all one. You are. You are. I am. We are all one. And we can get out there in that workplace, in the marketplace, and we can think that there are people that are actually out to get us, (laughs) You know, maybe somebody is shoving you in line or the clerk is ignoring you because they're so ready for a break. But we're all love and they're love. And all they want is love, just as all you want is love. It's just that sometimes we forget. So we seek love. We long for love. We love inanimate objects. We love things. We love ideas. We love being in love. Who loves being in love? Mmm, yeah. Such a good thing. We love sugar, but we don't need to love sugar to experience love. We do not have to (laughs) love sugar to experience love. (laughs) So (laughs) that's an important thing for me to remember anyway. And this advertisement business that sells love says that we need more of what? Love? They say we need more more love, right? Well, I'm here to tell you we don't need more love. We don't need more love. We have all the love there is. What we need is to touch into that love, to feel that love, to activate the love, To love the love and let it love through us. Let it move through us. Let us remember who we are and why we're here. We don't need more. We've got it. But we do need to activate it. In John 6, 37 to 39, we are all saved totally by God's love. God fills in all of the gaps. There is no need for love, there is only God. Metaphysically, love is pure essence, the pure essence of being that binds, binds together all of humanity, binds us together, all humanity with all nature, with all of life, that's what love is. I know that many of you have had the same experience I've had that you go out in nature and suddenly you're walking and you see a tree or a flower or an animal and you know that you know love. You feel that energy that moves through your body and you go, ah, this. Right here, right now, this. Now there is nothing wrong with the fact that we sometimes forget love because we are human even though we're divine. We have that place that we go back and forth, but it is that place that reminds us, that calls us to a higher understanding. This congregation is going through a time that you're going to need to be called to a higher place as you think of your loss. That is love, is to have that place where you know that you know that there is more. There's more to life than the sadness, than the hardness, because God is love. And if we are seeking God, if we want to know God, if we are about God, we're about love. And I'm not talking about romantic love. I'm not talking about that that looks so fun on TV with the passionate kisses I'm talking about a love that is a love of acceptance. A love of acceptance. So you see somebody doing something that, I don't know, you might judge it. Or you might want to discern it. But you can know that even when you see somebody doing something that you discern is not the highest and the best. You can love. As a matter of fact, it is a call to love. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again, prayer. When we hear those things on the news that sound really awful, it's a call for us to love and to send that love to come above, to be more than in our humanness at that very moment. So love is that place that we are harmonized, that we are connected, that we're drawn together And love is a principle. So love just loves. Love doesn't do discernment or judgment. Love loves. That that means God loves. And that's what God does. God is an energy of love. And that energy is in us. And that energy is around us. Divine love is impersonal. It, it, it loves for the sake of loving. It's not concerned with what we've done or not done. And it always wants to return the gift and an even greater energy. When we love, that love wants to come back tenfold, twentyfold. That love wants to return to us. And what I know is when I step out of that place of my humanness, And into that place of seeing somebody that might really need a hand of love up. I feel better. They may or may not, but I feel better. Don't you? Don't you, when you stand in love, feel better? So, Charles Fillmore says that love is an inner quality and that it sees good everywhere and in everybody. It insists that it is uppermost in itself and in all things. So love, that great harmonizer, that great equalizer, we are called upon to express it. God is love. It is an energy. Energy is love. God is love and an energy. It's all connected, just like you said. Is that synchronistic or what? You know, it's kind of funny because... Somewhere along the way I sent out my talk title and, and Janet sent back, you know, I was going to talk about sugar in my opening prayer. <laughs> I was like, hmm, we're connected. And she started a while back preparing for hers. I just started last week. So I love it that we came together in harmony. It must be that love energy. So many people think that the ultimate expression of love is Jesus, the Christ. That God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Oh, but then there's that place of, but we are all God's only protected, only loved piece of expression, man, woman, child. We are an expression of God just as Jesus was. So if Jesus is the ultimate expression of love, so are you. You're the ultimate expression of God. I don't care how you feel about yourself, but I'm telling you, if you work on that place of recognizing your good, you're going to begin to experience more and more of that. You're going to experience the knowing of it, And you see, the thing about love is that it can't be talked about. I can't define it. I can tell you about it. I can't define it because it's more. Every time I put words to it, it's more than that. And it's more. And then it's more. So I cannot define it. And I think that I can feel it, and I think I can feel it in my heart. But when I say I can feel it in my heart, in my body, that I can feel it, Now I'm putting those human traits on it again. And it's more than that. It's more than a feeling. It's more than in my heart. It's more than in your heart. And yet, in my limited vocabulary, you will hear me say love is in the heart and you feel it there. And we do, but it's more than that. It's more than that. So we get to expand our knowing expand who we think we are, what we think we are. And when we find those places where we feel cracked and broken, well, we can take that and we can repair it. We can repair it by filling it with gold or turquoise or some beautiful metal. And then this crack that we saw as bad becomes beautiful it changes we have the ability to change our mind and to, and change what we think what we think about ourselves we can look for that place of love and in doing that we can change what we've one time judged as ugly into something beautiful called love so there is no place where God is not John 4 7 through 8 beloved let us love one another for love is from God and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God and anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love well that sounds kind of severe doesn't it If you don't love God, then you don't know love. Mm. But here's the deal, is that love doesn't go away. The love isn't gone. If we're feeling it or we're not feeling it, love is still available. It doesn't matter. Love doesn't go away. So you don't need to worry. You don't need to condemn. You don't need to judge. You just need to find that place that you can turn to to love greater, to love more. So love, just an interesting side. Love is mentioned 645 times in the the, um, NIV translation of the Bible. It's the third most mentioned word after the and the and all of that. (laughs) It's not even the number one mentioned word. And it's not God and Jesus that are number one and two, just to let you know. You know, Google is an interesting thing. <laughs> so one of my very favorite teachers in school was Frank judici And one of the things that Frank said was, love yourself into wholeness. Love yourself into wholeness. And we can do that. We're in the season of love. So instead of getting wrapped up in the busyness of the season, how about if we get wrapped up in the love of the season? How about if we get wrapped up in the light of the season, in the beauty of the season? I was in Canyon Lake last night, and I came back after dark, and I'm telling you, it was the most delightful thing. I didn't even mind driving in the dark. I was like, wow, look at this, the lights that we've put out in celebration of the birth of the Christ. It's phenomenal. And that's really what Christmas is is bringing out the light opening to light. We all have the opportunity to open to light right here right now. To open to the love right here right now. We don't have to be about all the commercial stuff. We don't have to be about that at all. All we have to do is find an opening to spirit, an opening to light, an opening to love greater and more. So many times we talk about God's in the heart. But again, so much more. So we have this man that we have been saying was of God and is of love. But let's talk about what he did. You know, he listened to people. He loved people. He accepted people where they were. He was a man that was not condemning, was not saying you have to this and that. He just loved. I want to share an example of love, of loving kindness, of loving way beyond that that we think of as love. So there was a, a time back when I started in ministry, and we had letters that came out, I think once a month. It was the minister's report, and it came out from headquarters and it told us all that was going on and had prayer requests for ministers and that sort of thing. You know, now we get it once, I don't know, maybe still once a month, but it comes on the Internet. There was one sent out and it said, there is a minister needing a kidney. And there was another minister that read this. And he went, oh. And he immediately called up to find... To find out what it would take for him to give his kidney. Now, you may know these people. Carl Osier was the vice president of Unity Worldwide for years and years and years, maybe 20 or 30 years. He needed a kidney, he was very sick. Jim Rosemurgee, I don't know Jim, he's been here, right? I'm pretty sure Jim's been here. Uh, he got that call because he listened. He listened for love. And he got that call. And he went in and he found out, indeed, not only was he a match, he was a perfect match. (laughs) And Jim was an athlete. So he was very healthy. He gave this kidney up. Very healthy man, very athletic. He gave it up to keep someone else alive this is love this is stepping past that humanity into a place of giving of giving not from the heart although he certainly gave from the heart but it was more than that you can't really put words on it it's you know it's bigger than it's bigger than and so carl reverend carl osier is still living an abundant life healthy, and Reverend Jim Rosemergy is as well. Now, Jim used to be a pilot, and he fought over 100 missions or ran over 100 missions in Vietnam as a fighter pilot. And I can't help but think that in some way he was saying, let me give, let me give past my history. Let me say, I affirm life. For love affirms life. You affirm life every morning that you get up. Every time you say hello to someone with love in your heart. You are affirming life. You are affirming God. And it's a beautiful thing. Sometimes we forget, though. And I'm asking you today to remember and I'm going to share another poem with you. And these poems are from Ed Weens, and they're uh, from a book called Because of Christmas. So this particular one is uh, in search of our kneeling place. And I'm going to ask that we just take a breath and let this poem move through us and then I'm going to just write into meditation at the, as I end the poem. So... This is going to be one of those moments that we can let go of all the stuff that gets us to Christmas, to be in Christmas, to be in love, to be in truth, to be living the principle of love. And so Anne says, In each heart lies a Bethlehem an end where we must ultimately answer whether there is a room or not when we are in bethlehem when we are bethlehem bound we experience our own advent when we are bethlehem bound we can no longer look the other way conveniently not seeing stars not hearing angels voices we can no longer excuse ourselves by busy tending our sheep and our kingdoms. This Advent, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that the Lord has made known to us. In the midst of shopping sprees, let us ponder in our heart the gift of gifts. Through the tinsels, let us look for the gold of the Christmas star in the excitement, in the confusion, in the merry chaos. Let's listen for the brush of angels' wings. This Advent, let's go to Bethlehem and find our kneeling place. And so I invite you to breathe. To breathe in to this moment. To be aware that we are traveling this Advent path into the absolute renewal of the Christ. We have all the love we need. For God is love, you are love, we are love, and we are one with the divine. So as you go to find your kneeling place in Bethlehem are your comfortable chair. I invite you to breathe, to be, to relax, recognizing that you have everything you need. Open your heart. Let the light shine. Slow down. Listen for the angel's wings. Listen. Reach deep within yourself. Feel the movement of love. view a place within you that feels broken or not enough, I invite you to fill it with beauty and love, for you are enough. You are love. into the universe it explodes into goodness it explodes into a place of peace a place of joy and a place of knowing God knowing that God lives you as you live God You can relax now. You can relax now. And in that place of relaxation, in that place of joy, in the place that you know love, I invite you to Allow your attention to come back to this time and place. Allow yourself to turn and look at the person close to you and affirm you are love. grateful. Namaste.